Rats rats eat eggs. Hello everybody, this podcast is Lava. My name is James Font, and with me today we have Silas Whitlock, Sam Shoemaker, and our very special guest, Richard Alba. Hello. So so Richard, the, the reason we have you here today is to talk about I guess your life. Ooh. How do you feel about that? I don't know. There's no, a, lot, a lot of secrecy in my life. A lot of secrecy, right. and now it's all going to be on the internet. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so, okay, so you were, telling, you were telling us on the way, um, telling me on the way over here um, about your, your movie theater days. Oh, yes. When you worked in the movie theater. Yes, yes. First, uh, first of all, where'd you grow up? Sorry. Uh, Woodville, Ohio, Sandusky County. Born okay. and raised here in Ohio. Okay. Yes. I didn't. I see. I thought you grew up in New Mexico, but I think that was a different guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably was. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, I graduated in 1964 and decided to join the Air Force under the buddy plan. Buddy plan? Yeah, you know, a couple of my friends said, "Come on, Rich, you can do it." <laughs> there was four of us in the beginning, and then uh, about a week, uh, uh, no, about three weeks passed, and next thing I know, two of them are dropping out, and me and poor Tom ended up going to Cleveland, Ohio, to yep. take our tests. And, he failed and now win. So much for the buddy plan. <laughs> so you got, you got drug along into it, exactly. and then you're the only one that made it. Here I thought. Here I thought I was the dumbest one in the class, <laughs> and I'm the one that passed. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was re- unreal. I was shocked, in fact. And so, where did you go from there? Uh, they sent us right away to basic training in San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. What, how was how was ba- how was uh, basic? Oh man, I tell you, I got there. Uh, because I got the mumps. I was supposed to leave uh, three days after my graduation, and uh, but I got the mumps. So, oh, no. So what I are, the, what I, are the mumps I, I, like? Ooh, you look like an old stuff chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> Your neck's all fussed oh, out and stuff, you know. And uh, you had to lay in bed for 30 days. Can't do nothing. And then as uh, soon as I got well, straight to San Antonio. And uh, the rest is history. Okay. Yeah, it was, so, it was okay. So what did you, when you, what branch did you go into? You went to the Army, didn't Air you? Air Force. Air Force, yeah, yes. Air Force. And I got there in June in the hottest uh, months of the year, June, July, August. I didn't come back home till uh, mid-September of 64. Okay. I spent my 18th birthday here, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, 21st in the NAM, no, but okay. I think those are important ages in everybody's yep. life. 18, and then, because then you can start smoking cigarettes. Exactly. Leg- <laughs> legally. And, and, and three, two be- uh, booze at the time. I <laughs> guess, yeah, it w- they, they changed that yeah, semi-recently. Yeah. Yes, yes, they did. Okay, and so then, where did you choose to go? You were in active duty, or were you in oh, the no, reserves? Oh, four years, yeah. I figured uh, I might as well get it over with. I didn't want okay. to be on active reserve. I don't blame you. You know, Nam was getting hot. Yep. And uh, I decided I didn't like the water. Okay. Couldn't swim. You know, in the Army, I knew you had to spend a lot of time on your belly. Yep. Underwater. I, <laughs> yeah, really. And then in the core, uh, it was too rough for me. Yeah, the core is pretty. Yeah. From what I hear, the core is, is the toughest one to get yes, into. Yes, it is. But uh, I stayed there till September. He sent me to Air uh, Police Academy School. Okay. And uh, did you choose that, or they? No, no, no. They put me in there. They just put you in there. Yeah. They give you a test, see how smart you are, and everything. Five different tests: general, mechanical, stuff like that. You know. Yeah. I scored pretty good in uh, accounting and stuff, but 
You didn't want to be a bookie? Well, nah, they just wanted, they needed more cops, I guess. Because, <laughs> I mean, nobody likes cops and nobody likes military know, police either. Yeah. Especially. You know, uh, I was only maybe, I was about five, nine and a half. I weighed maybe 120 pounds. Okay. But when I had that service revolver and that nice stick. You, you were six feet tall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And 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 two forty, you know. And two forty, <laughs> at least. King of the camp, right? Really, that little badge, that tin badge, boy, I tell you, it gets a lot of respect. I imagine it does. Back in the day, I don't know about now. Well, neither. I imagine it, it still does. But probably, it, yeah. it gets respect or just talked about behind someone's back. Oh, I'm sure it did then as well. Well, yeah. 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 Now, did you have any buddies when you were in mili- when you were in the military police? Well, yeah. And the best advice I got was from a Korean veteran, Sergeant McLaughlin. I'm sure he's in heaven now. At the time, he was in his mid-50s. He was a staff sergeant, and they were just letting him retire whenever he wanted to. But he told me, he says, hey, Rich, he says, when you get over there, don't become friends, tight friends with anybody. Don't buddy-buddy because you never know what's going to happen. And you're going to miss your friend. So I took that advice to heart. I was friends with everybody, not You were friendly with friendly, him, yeah. You know, I'm uh, a buddy-buddy, you know. So you were in the uh, the military police in San Antonio? No, 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 no. That was my training, the okay, academy. Okay, okay. And then they sent me to, jeez, um, uh, uh, Montana, uh, Malcolm Air Force Base. Uh, that was uh, ICBM uh, system, uh, Alpha A through Alpha Z, 26 stations, and at each station they had 10 ICBMs. And our job was if uh, any kind of movement, everything was like radar, sonar, we had to go out there and make sure that the fence was secure and stuff like that. Interesting job. I enjoyed it. For those of us who don't know, like me, what is an ICBM? Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's a, I don't even know if they still exist. Uh, you know, they probably it, got something bigger now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Multi, anyways. Yeah. 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 And uh, from there, I uh, spent two and a half years. And it's weird that life, how life works. Um, I was there almost two years. <coughs> <clears throat> and we were going home from midnight shift to the barracks, and this moron that was driving the car, there was four of us in there, sideswiped a vehicle on base. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Wow. Boy, he got the worst of it, but we all got sent out like three months later. He, two of them went to Thailand, one went to Cambodia. I went to Nam, and I think one of them went to the Philippines. Hmm. But, uh, you know, if you can't put them in jail, get them off the base, you know. That's the first time I ever heard uh, Lieutenant Vogel say, I had just come back from delivering some prisoners in the state of Washington, Corps members, in fact. And uh, I had just come back, and he says, Hey, Alba. Yeah, Lieutenant. You just jumped from the pan to the fire. Uh-oh. Oh, oh my no. gosh. So I just said, I thought to myself, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> and that's exactly what I asked him. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you got your orders today to go to 
Tossing new air brakes, Saigon, Republic of Sa- uh, South Vietnam. I, I was a jaw dropper, oh, man. Geez. I didn't you, you weren't, yeah, you weren't expecting no, that at all. No, because they said once you got to Maelstrom, you you would probably spend your four years there. You know, I was oh, already there two years. Oh, geez. But because of this accident, this moron had, I had to pay the price too. So what did you do when you went there? Uh, you mean in Nam? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, the inner and outer security for Tonsonwood Air Base. It was one of the major uh, landing airports uh, commercially for the troops coming in and out. And uh, it, uh, it was interesting. Uh, 4,500 men, I'd figure, taking oh, a wild guess. And we did all, all three shifts, inner and outer security. Uh, okay. But it was and, very interesting. And then what, what did you tell us, or what did you, yeah, we had you at a party, and what did you tell us they they gave you to stay awake? <laughs> that was a uh, that was a. We or was that a, later? Yeah, that was no. Uh, we had a firefight, and uh, our our uh, uh, troops were working the eight in the evening to four in the morning uh, shift. Eight, eight in the evening to, to four, four in the, in the morning. morning. Holy cow! <laughs> and then uh, the other shift would take from four in the morning to noon. So they had shifts for the firefight, yeah. essentially. <laughs> well, more or less. See, the first shifters that were supposed to relieve us, they had to wake them up, and everybody went all over because we were being attacked. Mm-hmm. So the first shifters were relieved first. It, the fight itself lasted maybe two and a half hours. Started about midnight, 12.30. So by 3 o'clock, they had cleaned up, polished up, and... uh so the first shifters had to go sleep, and finally, us third shifters, uh, four in the morning, uh, eight to four in the morning, we got off at 11 in the morning, and then we had to turn around at eight o'clock and go back to work. Oh, jeez. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. Well, to make a long story shorter, even uh, we killed about 23 VC. We lost a few dogs, uh, I think two airmen. And uh, on the way to the to go much at the mess hall, uh, I noticed that these uh, South Vietnamese people had come on base to work. They were lining up against this road, and I saw some figures on the, on the pavement on the road there, and I caught my curiosity, so I walked over about three-quarters of a block, and, well, they were displaying off the dead bodies. It, it was uh, gruesome, and the, the point for that, the reason for that was... Uh, psychological warfare yeah you know yeah this, this is what's going to happen to you if you try this stunt you know and make a longer story shorter uh we had a gentleman that got a silver star uh we had uh a airman that just got there about wasn't even there in five days he got killed oh, geez. jumping off a uh, back of a uh, a truck to go take cover and he got shot, I guess. I didn't know too much more of that about that. But the guy that uh, won the Silver Star, James, uh, they say he was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so when all the crap came down, it happened in his sector. Mm-hmm. And they say that he was asleep. Luckily, he was at a post where there was two guys, a machine gunner plus your, uh, his friend or his helper, 
And once that shit started, well, oops, excuse me. <laughs> well, once I, uh, uh, everything broke down, now uh, they say he he got up. He was so scared. He was in shock, and he got up and grabbed that M60 and and just started scraping the area where he's he, he they say he didn't know what he was doing but he ended up killing about 10 of them oh, oh my wow. god yeah yeah that's crazy yeah. and he got the silver star two weeks later oh they caught him asleep again they they made him sergeant with that promotion along with the silver star two weeks later they called him asleep again well they busted him <laughs> but they couldn't take away his silver star. No, oh, right? Yeah, that was, that just, was just rip off his rank. Yeah, yeah. He still did a, a amazing thing there. So, oh sure, the, sure. Believe it, it's almost heroic, or like being a hero, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because he did kill a lot of them. You know, he probably saved a lot of lives too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it took us about three and a half hours to get him under control. Here we're good that's a, that's a relatively long firefight, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, I, that's the only experience. And luckily, I wasn't in that sector that night. Okay. I was more toward the back where the planes were kept in the uh, hangars and stuff. And But uh, uh, it was interesting. It was, uh, it was like in that movie, uh, John Wayne, The Green Berets. Yep. Started like this, and then ta-ta-ta-ta, and then he just... <laughs> and then... And you just like I'm I'm back there. I, I had only been there maybe four that was my fourth night working. Really? Holy I, I couldn't believe it. I, and then this guy, uh, they show up in the Jeep, he says, Hey man, you loaded up, you okay? I said, Yeah. So what are you doing? Get in your foxhole. And I got my He says, Are you loaded up? I said, No. Well load up. <laughs> you know? And I did and I got in my foxhole and he took off. Never saw him again. Mm. Mm. And he was like a week from going back home. Oh, oh my God. Yep, yep. It's, it always, just, it's just weird how things turn out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm just happy that um, uh, I wasn't in a front line like, like the real heroes. Them guys, they had bad, you know. Uh, one firefight was good enough for me and uh, one skirmish and then uh, – I was elected to volunteer <laughs> to to do a uh, convoy from uh, Tansanu to Fung Tao. And um, we had some caribou aircraft there. The Air Force gave all the uh, Hueys to the Army, and the Army gave us all the caribous, which were slow-moving transport planes. And uh, our job was to go down there and provide security. And that was on the South China Sea, fellas. I mean, you know, oh, it was rather safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a good stay there. <laughs> yeah. Nine, now, you, nine were, months. Weren't you riding a gun on that convoy? Or? Yes, I was. I wasn't even uh, 21 years old. I was 20 years old. Me and this, I'll never forget him. I think his last name was Sagers. I can't think of his first name right off him, but I can see him in my mind. And that was his... Uh, uh, Rider, his gun rider. I was had an M60 on a tripod and flak jacket, bullets crisscross, a 38, my M16. <laughs> oh my gosh! The back of the Jeep loaded with uh, grenades and more bullets, and I wasn't afraid. Of, you know, if things are going to come down, they're going to come down without you knowing. I was afraid of the fools in front of me, 
and that convoy th- flicking a cigarette and following the back of our cheek. <laughs> <laughs> that was my concern. You know, really. Blow, blowing all your grenades. Yeah, really. We would have been blown and smear the rains, you know. Now, didn't you say that the, wasn't it a pastor? No. I'm sorry? Didn't you say there was a guy, there was like a pastor who rode the gun? You, he let, you, I mean, I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe you're thinking of somebody Something else. else. No, I'm the only one that had control of the okay, tripod, okay. yeah. And, and he was the driver and we leapfrogged. That was that was an interesting ride though. <laughs> it was something else. We didn't stop for nothing. Our orders were, uh, no matter if it's a cop, it's children. It you know war is hell. It's you get a lot of weird advice. I can imagine. Usually yeah. not not good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and you have to do things that uh, maybe you don't have to, but because you're. Uh, in this case, it's war. War's hell. Yeah. You gotta follow. You have to follow orders. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way it was. Now, now, I don't know what it's like. I think it's a little bit more lax. I don't know. Maybe I'm just my way of thinking might be wrong. Back then, discipline was that was it. Yeah. You couldn't say no. You know, it pitch you out. What what happened? Did- did you ever say no? Hell no. I learned <laughs> early. I learned early not to say no. What, what did what did Even they do? Even to cut p- pear potatoes, you know, KP. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> what happened to the guys who said no? Oh, well, they, they usually give them a good uh, tongue lashing. If that didn't work, maybe a swift, swift kick in the, in the ass. Or, <laughs> oh, no, seriously. Back then, I remember... We were on a, a basic train, and this fella from Toledo, I can't remember his name, but I can see him. So our TI says, look, if you guys stay, stand still, don't move, don't even blink, stay still, we'll go give you a weekend town pass. So here we are, off 100 of us. I don't even remember how many was in the flight, maybe a few more. And there's a wind blowing, and our fatigues are just wavering in the wind. Then this guy just in front of you, like two people, two folks in front of me, he moved ever so slightly, but that day T.I. went on, boom, went and kicked him in the rear. Did not tell you not to move. Man, that was rough. <laughs> I bet that was you rough, know, they, rough they, to They watch. can't do that. Well, my understanding, I've been told, they, they can't do that no more. No, they can't. I, I, they can probably it, chew you out as yes, much as they want, but they can't, they can't harm you physically. No. And, uh, you know, you meet all kinds. Uh, I really had a changed my mind, uh, uh, my thoughts about people in general of all races, you know. Yeah. Because, boy, you got some crazy, crazy folks, you know. And, and I know that this one particular fella, uh, he didn't like to take a bath, and we already been there. Oh, jeez! We we had already. Oh, you find him, believe. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> and 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 uh, we've been there about a month. He hadn't taken a bath. Oh my gosh, that's disgusting. In, sep- <laughs> in, sep- so in September, gross. in September, in in San Antonio, you talking about ninety five? Yeah, that's weather, gross. You know, Humidity is awfully high and stuff. So you're gonna perspire. So finally, this guy uh, he got the the leaders. Uh, uh, together and says, hey, you guys go get that guy. Use a scrub brush. Use whatever you have to. Put him on the ground. 
but I want him showered now. <laughs> so they went, five guys, uh, the platoon leader, uh, went and got him, gave him a shower. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, they got him out of our flight, put him in uh, some place where uh, eventually about three, two weeks later, they gave him a dishonorable discharge. Or general discharge, not dishonorable, general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it because of that? Yes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. PH, or, oh. you know, your own body yeah, you just can't go you can't around smelling like that. No, <laughs> no, that's just you know? disgusting. And I'm pretty sure there's still folks like that. Oh <laughs> yeah, you know, especially in the people. service, especially yeah. But uh, it, it was very interesting. Um, I enjoyed my job as a police officer, and I was telling James that uh, when I got out of the service, I wanted to become a state trooper here in Ohio. Oh wow, you know, mm-hmm. four years under my belt and and a police academy certificate and everything. So I thought, I, you know, I'm in. Uh, what, uh, what's your nationality? Mexican-American, sir. You don't qualify. How tall are you? Five, nine and a half, sir. You have to be six foot. How much you weigh? Oh, about 120 pounds. Not enough. You got to weigh, you know. Uh, it, it was bad. I, I really felt slighted and... Um, uh, Do you think it really was because of your race, mostly? I think so. Do you think it was? Yes, to be quite honest. Back then, it was a good old boys uh, outfit, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of white police officers. Now it's pretty diverse, but geez, they're just as bad. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah super no matter no matter what race they are, they yeah. if you if they don't like you, they're gonna beat you up. They're gonna throw you in jail. They're gonna lie, lie, lie. I don't know. Things are so wrong anymore. You mm-hmm. know. And of course, that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was telling James one time, uh, we had got off at 4 in the morning. About an hour later, we started feeling the uh, ground shake at our barracks where we were sleeping. And uh, it was about 4.30 in the morning. It wasn't quite about dusk. The sun was barely coming over the mountains. And shaking and shaking, we went outside. The lighter it got, well, lo and behold, if we didn't see a B-52 bombing raid. Mm. They were bombing the crap out of this mountain. Three B-52s and then each circle, and then here comes three more. They fly in nines. And when they uh, drop the bombs, they they fly three at at a time, and then they curve around and come back around to the discharge all their bank, uh, their bombs. And then after that, lo and behold, we saw a um, the paratrooper drop. Oh, man, I mean, it must have been a couple of thousand. Holy crap. Wow. It was a bunch of troops, and I think they were mostly our vans, uh, uh, South, uh, South Vietnamese Army. And it was just a beautiful sight. <laughs> no, I mean I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I can't you know, even imagine what I, that would look like. All of us there, we were out there looking at the whole operation. We were just, you know, we just couldn't believe it. We saw some. I told James, I saw every American plane made and used during that time period. I saw you too. Yep. Well, he took off early in the morning. And uh, cloud ceiling there in, in, in Nam is real low. I, oh, 
I don't know, to me, if you feel you could touch them, but they had to be at least two, three hundred feet high. Really? The, the clouds still, but that's low to me. Yeah. 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 And this thing took off at the at the end of the runway. I swear it didn't even go a quarter mile. Didn't seem like it. After burners one hundred, and then that sucker went in a forty five degree angle. Boom! Shot through them uh, clouds and just left left a big old hole. You know. That's I, so yeah cool. yeah. I I was really cool. I saw every plane, every plane used at that time. Yep. Wow! Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. I can, I can, uh, I can talk about stuff like that because uh, I wasn't in the uh, front lines, or I'm not mentally crippled from mm-hmm. uh, post-traumatic syndrome, or whatever they call it. You know? Yeah. Them fellas now, they're heroes. Those are real men. They came back crazy, but <laughs> but you know, they fought through the country. There's, yeah, there's they a, fought there's through a reason the too. They, you know, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Stuff they they saw. You see a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. You know. Like them 12, that 22, 23 bodies that I saw there in the streets. I, I just, but I went and had lunch. I was hungry, man. <laughs> you know, it was about 1130 in the morning. But uh, that's the way it is, you know. I, was, I don't think I've seen 23 dead bodies in my life. Even at, like, at, I've been, even at like a funeral. I've been, to a lot yeah, of fu- yeah, really. I've been to a lot of funerals, but I don't think I've seen 20, I don't know if I've been to 23 funerals. You know, I was, I was thinking because you were saying you were, uh, about 20 years old when yeah. you were when you were in service. Yes. And uh I'm just like I'm you know, we're all 22 here us us three. <laughs> what? And we haven't we haven't been through that, you know, in our lifetime we've we've been he- like there's been people there's been wars and there's been stuff in the Middle East and all that, but the three of us have we've never been in boot camp or anything. We've ha- had pretty much a simple easy life it seems like. <laughs> we've never well, we've never even been, been it, in a it, fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a choice of mine, right? Yeah. yeah. I did I the reason why I did it, fellas, I'm telling you the truth, is because I didn't want to get dragged in the army. I knew they were gonna put me in in the front lines. No, no, my mm-hmm. chance of survival would be zero to five, probably. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I went in the air force. But my parents had to sign me. I was sign me, and I was 17 years old. And I came out. I was 21. I was I, by then. I I when I came back from them, I married my then ex, now my ex wife. But, uh, 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 and then I was stationed in Boston, Massachusetts, Hanscom Airfield. I go there, what happens? We have a huge airplane crash at the airfield. Mm. Man, I, I just, it seems like violence followed me. Mm. <laughs> but but uh, that was an interesting, uh, that, that airfield in particular was good work, you know. And then he wanted me to sign up for an extra four. I said, well, give me a promotion and send me to Spain because I knew that was a three-year tour. And he says, uh, the recruiter said, uh, well, you're not giving me too much time, Alba. I said, well, if you really want me, uh, you'll find a place for yeah. me. You know? But no, it didn't pan out. Good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I survived, and it was quite an experience. Uh would I do it again? And I volunteered. Uh, I was there at Maelstrom Air Force Base for about a year. I volunteered because I was heartbroken. I wanted to kill myself. My girlfriend left me. <laughs> Man, I was really emotional. So uh, I, I volunteered. A year later, when I didn't want to go, 
But because of this moron getting an accident on the, on the base, we all got shipped out. Oh, jeez. You know? That's been my luck ever since. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. We're still all here, right, fellas? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No matter what. Sure is. And uh, then, of course, you sometimes you think, uh, maybe I should have stayed in there 20, you know. At least 10, you would have got some kind of retirement. Okay. I didn't know you got retirement just after 10 years. Yeah. I believe, I don't know if that still uh, works that way, but I think it does. At 10 years, you can get out, and you got a 10-year retirement. But you can't collect it. I, I don't know if you can collect it right away. Mm. I'm not sure. Some guys say you can because okay. it's not Social Security. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's a government thing, so I don't know. Who knows? But the I, government's always picky about their money. Oh, yeah. 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 But they better pay their soldiers. I mean. Yeah. Well, you know, that's one thing I have to give Trump uh, some credit here. He's done quite a few things for the uh, for the veterans ever since he's been elected. Mm. But uh, uh, more could be done. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think as a, uh, especially I had some friends that, two of them that died. And uh, I can't remember his name. He was a good friend of mine too. Dick Emsch, he went, came back all disfigured. I couldn't believe it. And then this other fella, we used to call him Wheels. Because after he came back from Nam, we uh, he couldn't. He was paralyzed from the waist down. We had we had to sh- uh, take him everywhere in, in, in his wheelchair. But uh, those are the personal experience I have. And. Uh, it hurt when that uh, Tony Reese, he was my next door neighbor growing up. He was two years older than I. He was in a medvac and they shot the medvac down. Mm. And his, well, of course, you know, his mom, uh, I told my mom afterwards, why did she have to say that? Uh, maybe I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, you're okay. good. Not at all. She, uh, I, I went and paid my respects and stuff. And <clears throat> I swear to God, when she grabbed my hand, Wow, they was all white. I couldn't. I, I had to wait about a minute for it to get blood back in her. She, uh, she really shocked me. She says, "You came back. Why didn't Tony?" And oh man, I, you oh, don't know my, what to say yeah, to that. No, I was just my mouth was open and I, I didn't. I just walked away. And later on, I asked my mom, "Why did she have to ask me that question?" And my mom just said, she's in great emotional stress right now. And I said, yeah, I thought about it. I said, yeah, I guess. But boy, she squeezed the heck out of that hand. <laughs> I felt I felt real bad afterwards for saying that. But uh, Well, I mean, because you're probably already thinking that. And well, so to have course, it reinforced, yeah. Yeah. it just isn't a nice thing. Yeah. Another thing is you also went through it there, like, and, and, and you, you experienced grew, it. And you, yes, especially that. And then uh, you grew up with him, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He was two years older than I, and we lived next door to each other. And but, it's uh, it's just that... that Emotional yeah. uh, bond you have with that person. Mm-hmm. Whether, even though he was too much, uh, two years older, I didn't hang with his uh, posse or, or his friends, but I knew them all, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just, uh, they didn't want a little kid like me around. That's the way they looked at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know how them older guys look at it, especially in oh, school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, 
You we just what? we just beat the tar out of our uh, our bro- <laughs> my my brother-in-law John. He's fifteen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Your brother-in-law, yes, that's right. Silas and I just beat the tar out of him. Oh yeah, all the time, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was okay. I mean, so you know, how was how was adjusting coming back from Nam? Now that I I I even uh, noticed uh, we got married through the church, blah blah blah, and all that. And then uh, I remember we would go into. Uh, she was uh, from El Paso, and, and we every day we'd go have some fun over there in Juarez across the border town. And I remember a lot of times uh, I had a, a month off, so I spent my whole month there. We walk over there, and of course, it's a big city, El Paso and Juarez together, a lot of folks. But I go to uh, Juarez, and I start walking against uh, the commercial buildings, and I'd walk maybe two blocks, and I'd stop with my back against the building and look around. Mm. I see a jet commercial or whatever, and right away I'd look to see what it was. And one time, I remember... uh, before we got married again, we were asleep, me and my brother-in-law and, and a cousin of his. And I remember myself not getting up. I remember being at the, at the, at the window like this, crouched. And I'm telling Johnny, my brother-in-law, man, give me my M16. Give me my M16. And you know how you dream and sometimes yeah. you wake yeah. up, you wake saying, up and do it. saying yeah. what you Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. And I turn around my brother-in-law, well, to be at the time, he says, you all right? I said, yeah. I'm just having a bad dream, man, oh I guess. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of that stuff happening. My uncle was a, a CB. Well, my yes. great-uncle was a CB. Right. And for years after he came back, yes. he had to sleep outside because it was too, he was too confined. He had Because, I mean, CBs, they go and they build stuff. bridges and stuff. Right. They go in before anyone else. So he was out in all of it. And so when he came back, he had to sleep outside and he had to. Yeah, he had to get used to yeah. that because that's what he was used to, mm-hmm. you know. And at any given notice, uh, uh, you got to be ready. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and uh, when I and then that's when I'm walking, I'm waking up uh, saying it. And I look at John, my brother-in-law. He says, you all right? I said, yeah, I, I, it was just a bad dream, you know. But that didn't last forever, maybe a couple of weeks that I was I acted like that, or you know. By the time I got uh, to uh, Boston in January, I was pretty well mellowed out, you know. Hey, mm-hmm. once in a while, I'd sit up, you know, but nothing, nothing super long. No, term. that's good or serious, you know. Yeah, I didn't have. What do they call it? PST? P- PTSD. PTSD, yeah. yeah. yeah Post traumatic stress disorder. Disorder, something mm-hmm. like Yeah, right. I didn't see the real, real bad stuff, but what I did see was bad enough. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. know what I mean. Just being there, man. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I believe it. You know, and he, hearing what the other guys are talking about and just yeah. see, seeing, I mean, you're there, obviously, so. Yeah. Or just seeing the aftermath of it mm-hmm. all. Exactly. Even if you don't directly, I don't know. And you're always mentally ready, you know, in yeah. case of an attack or whatever. Especially them boys that were out like at Quezon. I don't know how them guys managed to live out there. What was out there? Quezon. Yeah, what was it? It was a mountaintop. Mm-hmm. And they were surrounded by, I don't know how many, Viet Cong and oh northern uh, uh, troops. 
but every night, every night, it was a, it was a battle for their life. Mm. Holy Not crap. so much in a day because uh, uh, they would call in airstrikes and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But little did we know that them suckers were living underground. They had cities, hospitals. Really? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard about that. I, yeah, the, yes. the catacombs. See, the fr- yeah, and, and, and uh, the French, when they decide to give up, what, 56? I think they left, 58? Yeah. Something. Somewhere around there. I, mm-hmm. I'm not a history buff. But they forgot to tell us, hey, these fools live on the ground. They build, they got cities and stuff. They could have at least told us that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of know. Yeah, right. They knew it. So, uh, you know, I guess they, they didn't pass the memo around to everybody. And there were... Uh, there were U.S. soldiers. Were were they called like tunnel rats that would actually go into the? Them guys had some cojones. Man. Yeah, <laughs> no way, no way. Did did you know any of you guys? No. Okay. No. I didn't know if you knew anybody because it's. I can't imagine too many of them came out. Uh, yeah, I bet you their mortality rate was kind of high. Yeah, at I least fifty percent. Yeah. Ooh, at and, least I'm yeah. just I'm just taking a wild guess, you know. Yeah, and I actually know. Because my uncle was in Vietnam, and I forget what branch he was in. I think he was Army. And then I actually did some yard work, and we've known him through our church. His name was uh, Denny, and he he actually was, I, I can't remember what branch he was in, I, but he actually is suffering from the aftermath of Agent Orange. Mm. You know, uh, now that you mention that, uh, I got, uh, about 10 years ago, I got sugar diabetes. So my a friend of mine kept telling me, "You're a veteran, ain't you?" Yeah, you've been to Nam. Yes, go to the Fort Wayne uh, uh, hospital, and they'll take care of your VA office. You know, because mm-hmm. I didn't have a job, I didn't have insurance, so it took me about six hours. Finally, I said, "Okay." Well, come to find out, I had a 660 sugar blood reading. Holy I sh- crap! I should have been dead. Yeah. Wow. I- I'm serious. Wow. I Good lord. Had. And to this day, though, I tell my uh, significant other, I said, you know, Rebecca, they must have mixed up my uh, test results or something because there's no way I'm going to live through a reading like that. No, not normally. So make a longer story shorter. Uh, I showed them my proof that I was a NAM, gave them my DDD-14. Well, I'm I'm 20% disabled, which ain't a whole lot. Only because I was a NAM because of Agent Orange. Okay. One thing, that's one thing that I believe uh, Trump did. He opened up these, uh, well, not, no, Trump wasn't elected 10 months ago. But he's he's doing a lot for the, the vets now. So I'm 20% disabled. What, is, what does that mean? You're 20, 20% disabled. Well, you know, you can get 100% disability. Okay. Like these fellas I get. Oh, you're talking stipend. Yes. Okay, so you're getting twenty percent right. disability. Okay. Yeah, which is, disability? Correct. I'm sorry. No, it, you're fine. Which isn't a whole lot, but it's. I just thought you meant like you were missing part of your pinky oh, no, toe, no, 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 no. and so <laughs> you're only twenty no. percent disabled. No, only because I got uh, sugar diabetes at a late, later date. Okay. And since they, I was a NAM and I wasn't around the Agent Orange, they automatically gave me twenty percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason because of that is because these uh, transport, these caribous that would go into the deep jungles and these uh, land on dirt and whatever, 
they carry back uh, body bags. Okay. And and that why when, when they were done for the day, you know, they'd open the air out the back end, and we'd have to patrol the areas, walking, you know. Mm. Well, you could just, just distinctive odor, odor oh. you know. You know, Cause body, how, body. Yeah. Because how hot is it? How hot is it? Hot. Yeah. How? What's oh, the temperature? Man. Depending where, uh, generally speaking, say you're at the beach or even town eating or something like that. In the summer, 110, 115. Oh, good. Oh. So but the humidity is what's killed you. Yeah. yeah. And then if you were working the flight line, you know, or where they had all the jets, you mm-hmm. know, preparing maintenance for the next day. And they're always turning on the afterburner. Oh my gosh! It's just gotta be so that that part of the uh, of the runway was 120 at, <laughs> at least. Oh my and, gosh! And to boot, you probably got your kit on and everything, so you're just you're not just wearing your t-shirt and your your underwear no, or whatever. No, no, you're... No. Fatigues, your M16, your helmet, uh, depending on the weather, your 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 poncho. Oof. But uh, that's about it. We didn't wear no. Uh, uh, flak flak vest then, because I don't know why. The, now the fellows that uh, you, the drivers around the security, they have flat jackets on, and the people, the the dog people, canine, canine unit. Even the canines had uh, flak mm-hmm. jackets, mm. and uh, uh, but uh, it, it was okay. I made it. Got lucky. But I'm not so lucky anymore, you know. Well, I mean, you, you're having a birthday you. this month? No, September. September, you said it. I can't remember. Yes. I have a horrible memory. Yeah. It's, I, I can't believe I've, I'm still here, really. <laughs> 73. I'll be 73. Dang. Yeah. You don't look at... No, you don't. I wouldn't have guessed not it. At all. You look a day over well, 84. I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the way I... I, 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 I don't know. I've got a lot of good friends that have moved on. Yep. You know, didn't have didn't do half the fun stuff I I have and I'm still here. Yeah. You know. That's why I tell Rebecca all the time, I said if another. I just can't believe it, Beck. Yep. You know? Both of you guys are crazy. Yeah, we are. <laughs> that's why we're still that's why we're still together too. It's the crazy ones that, that's that, right. that stay together and live for the longest. That's right. That's right. Keeps it interesting. It does. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be a little bit doesn't crazy. Mean, doesn't say it's normal though. Doesn't no, mean it's no. normal, you know. Yeah, normal's not always fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's overrated. Yeah, yeah. So, so then you you went from you went from boot camp. Then you, obviously, then you went to uh, Malcolm Air Force Base, and then you got into the, the for two and a half years. And then you had the guy had an accident. You went to Nam. Yeah, and you were in Nam for two years. No, one year. One year. They asked me to volunteer. I said, "You kidding me?" <laughs> uh-uh, nope. In fact, I thought they were. Uh, this is November of '67. I was getting <clears> out <throat> in June of '68, so I figured they'd give me early release. Yep. You know, from the hottest place on the planet <laughs> <laughs> to the coldest place. At that time, which is Boston, Massachusetts, January. Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> you know? Ten feet of snow. Wow. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that either. And that's and, why I got out. And so you were in Boston for how long? Six months. Six months. And then you got out and you were, you were out. Yeah, I got out. I didn't know again what I was going to do in my life. And then uh, 
I wanted to be a state trooper. That wouldn't up. That didn't pan that out. That didn't pan out. But if I would, I should have pursued a job as a Toledo, Ohio police officer. Okay. You know, uh, a detective. Ooh, I, I would like that kind of. That would I would like that kind of. Anyway, he have even more stories. Yeah, really. <laughs> and then, uh, but no, my brother says, "Don't worry about a kid." Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar. There in uh, Perrysburg, they have that Chrysler stamping plant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was my first job. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was there for seven and a half years and my marriage was going south and I just decided I need a change and I, I moved to Houston. Okay. Yeah. What'd you do I, in I should have never left that job, you know. Oh. Mm. No, should have never. But that's another story, right? <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you do in Houston? I did a little bit of everything. Lab work. I worked in a bank. I worked for a shipping company, like steamship company. And then my last job for about six years, I worked for this company that was doing digital mapping. Digital mapping? Of Harris County. Okay. And uh, they're, uh, what they did, they, they mapped out all the properties within the county. Okay. And my job was to... Uh, research, make sure that this par- property was for this on the uh, on the map, on the digital map, you know. Yeah. And if there was a discrepancy, we had to research it. That okay. was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So kind of like, kind of like a surveyor, but not but a digital. Yeah, it was in office. Yeah. I was what they called, uh, and then uh, from there, I got another job uh, as a uh, what do they call it? It was. Uh, Stewart Mortgage Information, and I was a researcher for nowadays. Uh, if you buy some property, a house, let's say, yep. acreage or not, uh, so um, I, I think it's a federal law, and then most of the mortgage companies follow through with that. You want to know if it, the mortgage company is going to want to know if that's in a flood zone. Uh-huh. So my job was to go to there was like eight of us, 50 states, and we split that up. And we were assigned states, and our job, we were the specialists. Your address came in. I had to research. Flood zone, yes. Flood zone, no. But you know what, fellas? Well, what's going on in the plant now? I buy a flood zone whether you want to or not. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> because isn't it flooding everywhere? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. You know? Especially you, here in North East Ohio. Well, and these maps... <laughs> Our government maps from the ninth, from the late forties, and up to about sixty-two. So they haven't been updated since. Wow! Mm. And you know a lot of flooding has happened every and anywhere here in the U.S. of A. Well, we, when we were in Defiance, there was a flood pole, and it had different markings. Yeah. It was like the the flood of nineteen eighteen, and then the flood of two or nineteen sixty-two. Yes, I know. Yeah, and it it the. Deepest flood I think was in the eighties, something like that. Maybe not. I, I can't. I can't remember the date, but it was. It was the library in Defiance would have been underwater. The entire Kingsbury Park would have been underwater. Wow. It was yeah. a it's really the deep. hairstyles. All the hairspray. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to what Galveston about what ten years ago. That bad one. I don't think I, I know about that. I, I can't remember the name of it. So we went like 
to visit like two years later. Then we went downtown Galveston. Oh, yeah. Uh, ooh. They were above the door of every store in wow. downtown oh Galveston. Galveston. Wow. Every, maybe three or four feet on top of the door. The oh, my gosh. It was bad, they said. A redneck would still try to drive through it with his big truck, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, so, in some cases, you might get through there, though. Yeah. They got big trucks, don't they? Is it, yeah. I, a lot of them do. <laughs> yeah, can't imagine how many houses. Can't imagine how many houses were, uh, you know, lost with that much water in them. You, oh, you can't yeah. salvage that. And it's that's just, just gone. And that's just Galveston. You got to think about the whole coast and Houston. I even got hit worse. Oh, gee whiz. Yep. We lost a mic. We'll just Sam was fiddling with it. That's why. Sam, you can't. <laughs> I what, no, just, just, no, just put really it back lost. up. Just take that it's, off. It's gonna, it's gonna fall off because that. Uh, the well, table, ours didn't fall off. Well, you guys have really nice, really nice <laughs> mic stands. I feel like a news reporter now. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Thirteen ABC. Yeah, really. No, just grab the thing and whatever. I don't care. Hey, you know, a reporter's job would have been a good job. That would have been a good job. Then you get to go and chase storms and go all over yeah. the go all over well, the world. Well, you know, you gotta really like to talk. You fellas look like you like to talk. <laughs> we like to hear our own voice. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, really. Me, as I've said, like four words this entire yeah. podcast. We're very conceited. We just you well, know. we have someone actually interesting to <laughs> talk true. to. That's very true. <laughs> Please, Normally it's please. us three and we're like, I don't know, who's more interesting? We're all kind of boring, so <laughs> let's just all talk. Quick, let's try and be funny so people find us interesting. <laughs> joke. So you did that for how many years, you said? You you jumped jobs in Houston how many times? For how long? Oh, I, I lived there for tw- 23 years. 23 years. Yeah, and then I, had, I wanted to come home because my grown-up children were having babies, and here I am. And here we are. Yeah. And you, you're living with your beautiful significant other, Rebecca. Yes, you know she she's got a uh, a nickname. What's uh, her name is Becky Crocker. Becky you, Crocker. You know that. I do know that. Okay. And she she uh, is is keeping it pretty pretty straight and narrow, right? Yeah, she she likes to cook. I got lucky. <laughs> oh, well, we were talking on the way over here. I said I asked if he had gone to a restaurant, and he said no, we haven't been there in a while or for many years. And then you said that you haven't you haven't gone to many restaurants recently no no we got spoiled i did and she was born and raised over there in texas so she's a native texan you get used to that good uh golf fish shrimp mm-hmm. crabs oh yeah you know uh, crayfish crawfish whatever i don't eat none of that but i'll eat all the sh- fish and shrimp <laughs> and uh the restaurants the creme de la creme of any Chinese, Taiwanese, Spanish, Mexican-American, Mexican, Korean, man. I've had some good barbecues in a lot of backyards with my friends, you know. Oh, yeah? Mm. Well, back then, I was a fun guy. I was a boozer. Stuff like that. <laughs> that was fun. But I'd always keep one eye open because I would watch these characters, how they would grill. Mm-hmm. And if I was interested, I'd ask a lot of questions. So he's tried some of my grill stuff. Is and anything he's, he's still here. <laughs> Any anything he makes in the grill is pretty much phenomenal. I have they had some him. of his leftovers from when Oh you did? Yeah, I think yeah. From well, you, did and you, it's fantastic. Did you make the bacon wrapped jalapenos? No, rep, 
my, Becky Crocker did. Okay, those were amazing. Rebecca, yes. Rebe- those were amazing. Yeah. And then he made the rib. Uh, did we even eat the ribs? I didn't yeah, get to the ribs. I think, yeah, we just had the jalapenos, but I th- you probably ate the ribs. You didn't share the ribs, bro? Well, why would I? <laughs> wow. No, we had, we, he's given us ribs, and then they invite us over to do a, uh, not to do, we just got invited over to eat their food <laughs> <laughs> many times. And uh, one of my favorite was the brisket you made that one time. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Phenomenal. Yeah, I'm gonna do it again. So I'm gonna, ha- I'll, I'll invite you and Olivia right. over. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, you know it. Maybe you can bring one of these fellas over. Just one, because you can't have two of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sam eats less than me, so take him. <laughs> he lets he eats worse, less than you. <laughs> Probably. I don't know if that's true. Probably not. I don't know. Yeah, I like food. I no. don't know if that's true. <laughs> Next up, probably for my birthday, uh, Rebecca's birthday is the twenty fifth uh, October. August, mine's the 28th September, and we usually have it around the second week of September. We celebrate oh, both of them. Both of them? Yeah. We'll invite you over. I haven't given you guys a buzz. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add for it? Add to us? No, sir. I think I talk too much. No, you didn't no, talk absolutely. too much. Well, this podcast was technically about you, so <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> this, this, is, point. This, yeah. this is the Richard Alba podcast or the richard alba interview that's what this is going to be well called. thank you very much i appreciate that this is the first time that somebody with some brains have sat down and listened to me intently thank you gentlemen <laughs> well thank you for coming out i just hope i look good on the camera too. oh you do you, you do, do. You thank do. you very much thank you very much so we really appreciate you sharing your stories and and coming down and talking to us anytime fellas anytime so all right well we may well maybe we'll do a, a follow-up in it month sure, or year we'll, next time we'll talk about barbecue there we go, there we and, go. We'll, we'll awesome. bring, and we'll bring rebecca along and there force her go. to talk now that's the person <laughs> you know how she talks and we'll give her a couple beers <laughs> there you go <laughs> very good very good sounds like a plan so all right well thank you guys so much for joining us and uh be sure to check us out on facebook and instagram and if you have any questions topics people you want us to interview or anything like that be sure to email us or message us on facebook or instagram this podcast is lava at gmail.com you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and you can watch us on YouTube. This podcast is Lava or James Fox Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful morning, noon, or night. Thank you, James. Bye now. Bye. <laughs>